We have cleaned up. That's just what I a heard. For you. That's what I've I heard. I think that's why I'm sweating so much, is I'm holding so much inside of me. That yeah. It's just, had a lot of I didn't ask for it. Over here. I, 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 was yeah. say, I, didn't, I didn't ask for it. I just came to the podcast and you guys are hiding some stuff. Welcome in to episode 10 of season 2 of Unstable Discourse, aka the live episode, hopefully the first of many other live episodes. Yeah. I think we can do one of these per season, if we're lucky. Can it just be warmer next time? It's not warm enough today. Yeah, hotter, I would like it to be warmer next time we do this. Hotter <laughs> and wetter. Thank you. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for being here. This is wild. Um, we always talked about what if we did a live episode one day, and uh, we also talked about what if we did an episode with Paul one day, and wow, it here we are together yeah, at the same here. time. We're here right now with Two all of you all, all these beautiful people in this room. <laughs> <laughs> the title of this episode is "Started from the Shoebox." Now we hear. Oh yeah. Mm. Paul, do you know what I that, do know do you what know that, that is? <laughs> Lauren. Yeah. We talked about that. Uh, Lauren was our guest a few episodes ago, and we we had a whole segment about that, and it was hilarious. And then this came to be, and we were like, oh, yeah. That's, yep. It's got to be this. Yep. Uh, yeah, that episode. A lot of people really like that episode, by the way. Just like Lauren documenting uh, her her you know journey through being you know a disc golf photographer to becoming the disc golf photographer to like your big moment transitioning from being like a dude who had photos in the shoebox to being like that dude yeah, to did, being this dude. Did you fill everyone in on, on the story of that, like the background? So it was on the episode, but we could do it again real quick. Yeah. Every story has two sides. We've oh, heard I'm Lauren's sure. side. Sure. Let's yeah. do yeah. Paul's side. Yeah, because it was, uh, I don't remember what year, but it was the Memorial Championship out in Arizona. And Lauren, you know, she was the disc golf photographer so she had all these players like the big pictures blown up and everything and i was like where's my picture and she like, pulls out the shoebox she goes oh it's somewhere in here <laughs> so she's just got a pile of uh she was, she was selling those those photos in the shoebox for a quarter for a quarter yeah so i found my pictures and then uh <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and she, she shared some she gave me some more later down the year i think from worlds out here um in 2011 and 2014 i believe or 2013 and she delivered them in a shoebox, of course. So, got a couple Lauren shoeboxes. And then it was either that year or the following year that you won Worlds. Yeah, I think I ended up winning the Memorial that year and then Worlds the following year. And as Lauren's side of the story goes, you told her being put in the shoebox was part of what motivated you to, to get that win. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you started from the shoebox. Now we're here. That's the title of this episode. It's episode 10, season two. We have uh, a lot to cover. We're going to talk a lot about your work with the Paul Macbeth Foundation. There's a lot of great interviews and stuff out there that kind of talk about who you are as a person and what you you know play like. Nobody wants to hear us talking about what it's like to play disc golf. We're, uh, I'd love to hear it. We're all <laughs> we're all wreck for life, and Jason is what's a watcher below, for life. What's below now? Yeah. He I threw like 100 that. feet. He did throw 100, Over 100 feet. Offhand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offhand. Uh, offhand. That's right. So yeah, we're not here to talk about playing very much. We're here to talk more about the behind-the-scenes stuff that you've been doing. I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before, but just so you know, actually, I have not. He's not lying. Yet. He's lying. He's, you will <laughs> now. Yeah. 
There's an order to the show, and it starts with yep. a little segment called Fired Up. Fired Up! Hey! hey. Nice. Sean, what are you fired up about? Uh, I am fired up. Uh, as, as we talked about in the last episode and the previous episode, I wanted to be able to take some time off from doing tournaments. And uh, I have been able to do exactly that. Uh, spend some time with family and my amazing wife and kind of take some time off at home, uh, settle some things at the shop and get all that in order. So uh, I'm fired up to just kind of be chilling here and having a summer after having a really chaotic spring and early summer. So it's 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 been awesome. And, and I'm also fired up to be here with Paul and you all and yeah. all of these guys here. So it's 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 awesome. I like that. This Life is, is good. this is chilling for you. Yes. I guess after Clash, everything is chilling. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Word. Jason, what are you fired up about? What's happening right now, baby? Let's make some noise, everybody. Come on. Yeah, boy. Yeah. 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 I've been... I have been waiting for this moment since the day we talked about it, and it's happening, and it is all I need in life right now. Thank you very much, guys, for coming out. You're the best. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just so you guys know... uh, Jason is in a way he's kind of the hype man. So when I when I when this opportunity first kind of presented itself, I knew I had to get Jason on board first, which was easy. I sent him a Facebook message and I was like, "We could do an episode on stage with an audience." And Jason was like, "Done. I'm in. Let's yeah, go." Yeah. Next. And then I went who's to Ryan. Who's gonna be there? That's what I wanted right. to know. Yeah. yeah. And then Jason who's was like, "How many people can we get?" With me. Then I went to Ryan, and Ryan was like, "We can do it, but if we do it the right way, logistically, and then it's I, possible." Got Ryan on board and then went to Sean, and Sean was like, I don't know, man. You got to tell me how this is going to go. It's, I want details. We're not, we're not going to be half-stepping. Like It's got to be done the right way. Uh, took a couple of days, but then he got back to me like, all right, let's do this. And look at us now. Look at that. Yeah. We're doing it. Doing we're doing it. it. Ryan, what are you fired up about? So the Unstable Open three, third year in a row, uh, is on August 21st and 22nd. And I am fired up about running that tournament, but I am also more fired up that States is the week before at the same course, so we don't have to prep for them. They're prepping for us this year. So, Recognize. Put some yeah. respect on his name. So there's been a lot of work done, obviously, for Illinois States. Uh, 160 cubic yards of mulch put down. Tons. Um, a couple weeks ago, this past weekend, they did some more work clearing all the uh, fairways and everything like that. But we had done that last year for Unstable Open to prep for Illinois States, and this year it's backwards. So, recognize. Recognize. <laughs> so, I'm just stoked that we, uh, we are able to do that. So Are there still spots open for that? There are a few spots. Uh, they're filling quick. There's only going to be a handful left probably by the time. It might fill. So MPO By the end of this spots, episode. MPO? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, MPO. There, I mean, there's 230 spots, so... It's a lot, but it'll fill. Paul, what are you doing in two weeks? You want to yeah, come play go. the Unstable Open back. 3? Come on, man. I'll be in Orlando. I'll probably be at Disney World, to be All honest. Right. Disney World. <laughs> we got to try. We got to try. Uh, weigh your options. <laughs> Think about it. It is the Unstable so. Open 3. Did we mention that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Did not. It's got some clout now. So uh, That's it. Awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm playing in that, by the way. You are. Yeah. You said, hey, can I come and hang out and take video? And I said... Yeah, but you can also play because it's tea times. Tea times, baby. So times. do it. I'm excited to finish uh, in the bottom third of MA2. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can stretch payouts. Thank you. Really far. Appreciate that. Yeah. Paying Sweet, out. 13 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Top 85 players in, in the The MA2. real payout is just your company. That's all oh. I want. Oh. oh. Barf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Alex. When I, you're done making out with Ryan, 
What are you fired up about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fired up to make out with Paul. <laughs> 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 I flashed uh, the ring, sorry, for those <laughs> listening. Flashed the ring. Um, I'm fired up about a lot of things. I mean, A, this is awesome. Really? Um, B, I'm fired up that in with two minutes to go before the show started, all the technology came together. You had doesn't me it always, doesn't it always? You had you know, me worried. I was sweating, A, because of my general physique, and B, because of <laughs> the tech. The, yeah, I was. Anyways, it's working. You're gorgeous. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Uh, and then I'm fired up about the expo and the work that we're doing out here in this area. Um, last night, we were putting together baskets in the rain, like trying to get together the last minute details. And there was like a giant barbecue, like hangout in this parking lot right near where we were setting things up. And it was all these people who had never heard of disc golf before. They kept coming up to us like, what the hell are those things? They were like, are those bird cages? Are you, are you guys selling birds? Um, <laughs> We were like, no, this is Frisbee golf. And they just like clearly had never heard of it before, never seen it. So we were throwing putts with them, showed them how to play, you know, whole one of the, the layout we put together. And just realizing so many people don't know what disc golf is. I've been a little bit removed from the actual like boots on the ground of introducing new people to the sport. Like we run our leagues. It's really for disc golfers. Like we don't get a lot of first time people out. Uh, but the work that Hyde Park Disc Golf has been doing is like taking strangers on the street and be like, do you know what disc golf is here? Play. Uh, so this was my first time having that experience of like, this was this person's first time seeing a disc golf basket. Right. Um, and it was really cool. It kind of made everything more real of like yeah. the work we were doing. Um, so that's what I'm really fired up. About. That's awesome. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> P-Man, what are you fired up about? My turn. Um, Right now, I'm fired up about disc golf. I actually had my worst finish of the year in, in a long time. Let's go! Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm fired about disc golf. And then uh, just this expo that you guys got going, um, being a part of it, and just seeing where it goes. Because this is, for the foundation, this is our, our first project in a, in a major city. You know, So this is the first thing we're a part of in a big city. So I'm fired up about that. Yeah, man. It's totally different to the other projects you guys have been taking on. Mm -hmm. um, and we hope that this is the first of many projects in big cities. We, we want this to be the blueprint to be able to go into you know New York and Seattle and every other area that has a ton of people and no disc golf. Hopefully this is the start of that change. Exactly. And I, I shared with you guys this morning, this is only my second time here in Chicago. And, you know, hopefully this isn't, this isn't my last because, uh, you know, we'll have more courses here in the city. That's right. Hell yeah. Nice. I'll get you out here for a, a round against Jason and that yeah. should be fun. <laughs> yeah. If you play your worst and I play my best, you're still going to whoop my ass. So that's You're right. <laughs> All right. That is a wrap on Fired Up, and that moves us along to the Calla Hallander Rundown. You better know. Got to pull it up on my phone. The Calla Hallander second half of summer, uh, kind of like 2.0 edition. We got coming up 39th. Wait. wait is it Did we? brought to us by anybody? Oh. Absolutely, unofficially, uh -huh. discgolfscene.com. Come on, Pete! Thank you guys yeah, for helping us out go. with that. There we go. You know that we've got uh, the 39th Illinois States coming up. That is this upcoming weekend. I believe it is full, but there's a few people on the wait list, and you know the week before an event, everybody's going to be dropping out because there was scheduling conflicts. So mm -hmm. if you want to get on 
uh, the Illinois States get on that wait list. Do it. Uh, Unstable Open 3 is the weekend after that, uh, Saturday and Sunday, August 21st and 22nd at Highland Park. It is beautiful right now. Uh, there are still a few spots, mostly in MPO. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, Paul, we'll double back to that. Try to get you in a couple yeah, yeah, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Put me on the list. Orlando's not that cool, man. <laughs> Highland Park, really, it's pretty dope. There's a lot of wood chips. It's going to be really humid there, yeah. Uh, a couple of weekends after that, the Funk 2 Electric Boogaloo is live and still has spots open as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the event is on September 4th and 5th, one round at Highland, one round at Trinity. So get your butts on discgolfscene.com and get signed up. Do it. Uh, we did pick a date for the 35th Shanahan Classic to go live. Uh, that will be going live on Friday, August 27th at 7 p.m. Discgolfscene.com. You better know. Uh, the event is on Saturday and Sunday, September 25th and 26th. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So make sure that you are getting on there and getting signed up on discgolfscene.com. Come on, Pete. Pete actually reached out a couple yeah. of days ago and was like... He's had enough. You know, we hadn't, we hadn't heard from Pete in a little while, and uh, he reached out again and was like, hey, man, I've still been listening to all the episodes. You guys are so great. Thanks for all the shout-outs. And uh, so he is going to be sponsoring a couple of spots. I don't know exactly what event we'll be doing that with, mm-hmm. being that Unstable Open 3 is pretty close to full, except for Paul Macbeth when he signs mm-hmm. up. I'm mm-hmm. saving a spot. Um, so maybe for the Shanahan Classic, we can have some spots given away for free, like once it fills, and then you can be reimbursed, but then stay on the roster. So that'll be pretty yep. cool. So Pete, Ooh, you're awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, and we love shouting you out. Thank Are you. we going to keep saying, come on, Pete, now that he's officially a sponsor? Oh, 100% we're oh. going to keep saying <laughs> that. Yes. That's half the reason I do this at this point. <laughs> keep yeah. coming on, Pete. All right, that is a wrap on the Cal Hallander Rundown, cool. and that moves us. Oh, you know what? The Southside Glide also is happening, uh, but it's full. That's happening on Saturday. Uh, you can get on the wait list. There have been a few people dropping out. Uh, there's kind of a lot of people on the wait list for lowers, but uppers, if you were like on the wait list, you could very potentially get in. That is the first disc golf tournament in Chicago, city limits, as far as we know of. I believe there were tournaments in the 70s that say they were in Chicago, but I believe they were in Wilmette. So this is the first tournament in city limits, I'm pretty sure. And there's a real opportunity to still get involved. So if you're available, you're not playing states, you want to you know, play this cool temp course that we laid out, get on the wait list. Yeah. And, uh, again, Booyah. Come on, come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. That takes us into the local route. Ryan, did you uh, act, do you actually have somebody for today? I do. Why well, you it's about off? time. Wow. I prepped. Surprise, surprise. First time for everyone. Don't have to come on round back. Yeah, so I'm going to shout out, kind of related to my fired up, uh, but Leo, the doc, again. The doc. Of course. Not only has he been spearheading the cleanup for Highland and doing all of that and getting all the mulch, he happened to be the winner of the tournament director team challenge. Whatever, it was the blue team. Blah, blah. We're not concerned about who won, but he did Green set up team? all of the uh, mulch for Highland and got that all spread out. He did the entire workday for last weekend as well and had that all done so everybody could do some cleanup there. And so he's just been killing it for the entire area, uh, specifically Highland. Uh, it looks the best I have ever seen it in my entire, what, nine years here. I feel like uh, that keeps happening with Highland. It keeps being the best it's ever looked. Yeah, he keeps raising the bar. Yeah. Uh, the The... Whole community does. Uh, also, he yeah. reached out to me about a week and a half ago, and he was like, "Hey, what do you need for this? Uh, well, can I be involved in can, the podcast, please? What do you need for this event? What? I wish he was here. I wish he I walked know. in the room right now. I know that would be awesome. <laughs> right now, 
But he did uh, let me borrow some equipment, uh, including, you know, the wireless mics and the speaker and, you know, just his advice. Obviously, he's been doing audio for a billion years, and I have not been doing it for <laughs> a billion, yeah. nearly as long. And I always seem to think I've got it under control, but I always seem to learn something from him. So just chatting with him and having him uh, let us borrow the equipment was Amazing. So shout out to Doc. Of course, he doesn't need it, but it's he, been a, he, he, he always he was mentioned it. on every episode for like the whole first season. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's no reason not. Yeah, he should be on every episode. Yeah. If you don't know oh, Doc, yeah. get to know Doc. So also these oh, mics. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. did make these. These are yeah. amazing. When you sent me that, you sent the picture of these in the group chat mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. yeah, he may or may not have um, acquired these from ABC directly. I'm not sure stolen. how. Stolen? Uh, yeah. I didn't say stolen. Maybe. We don't know how Borrowed. they were acquired, um, but uh, they're, but here, they're now. here Nonetheless. So, That's all that matters. Thanks, mm-hmm. Doc. Uh, I'll yeah. pile on with Doc because he also uh, reached out to see if we wanted to use those. Uh, I'm sick of not knowing what it's called. You know the, the, the bags set that has like a basket in the middle? I think it's new enough it doesn't have a name. Yeah, I just keep Juan on like, called it Chains when we were chains? talking the other day. He called it Chains. Mm, that makes I sense. Know, I don't know how I feel about it, but calling that's it what he was calling it. doesn't work. Dags was another name that I've May, heard. Dags. We can ask Dags. Paul, have you ever seen this? So uh, you will see it, but it's a giant cornhole board set with a basket in the middle. Yeah, I have, I have seen a picture of it. I haven't seen anyone play it, but I've seen a picture of it. Okay. Oh, you will see it. Corn golf. Be there today. Corn, corn, corn golf. Corn okay. golf. There you go. Golf hole. Corn Why do golf. I always have corn to do this basket? for you guys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Next. Every single Where time. Where would we be without you? <laughs> corn golf. Uh, yeah, so he reached out to see if we wanted to use that, and I was like, heck yeah, that's like one of the coolest kinds of games you could play. It's such a an attract. I mean, it went viral recently, so let's, uh, yeah, yeah, please, let's use that. Let's so do I it. Yeah. Robot to Trinity, picked it up yesterday. Tuan mm-hmm. helped me uh, load it up. Doc has got his fingerprints all over this event, even though he's not even here. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Doc. He still that's might it. show up. Who knows? Jason. Yes, sir. What's your local route shout out today? Uh, so we don't normally do this. We already have somebody that is in our local route hall of fame that I am going to shout out again just because he made me laugh so damn hard yesterday. Mr. Kenny Slauson yesterday <laughs> eating, oh, eating it know. off the tee pad at Ledgestone was the highlight of my day yesterday. And yeah. I, I laughed about it all day. So I'm shouting you out. Kenny. Well, I, I know you can handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's handling it like he's a, my most recent uh, uh, disc golf Facebook friend request as well. So that, oh, that made, yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah. official. That's awesome. Yeah. So Wait, who sent? Did you send it or he, did he send? I it? never send. I'm that dude. I'm like, if you want to be friends with me, dude, you better hit that button. You, you want I'm people saying? crawling yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I ain't, I ain't going after nobody. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> Kenny Slauson throws a, a bomb of a drive. Sure. Yeah. We'll call it that. But uh, he <laughs> missteps on his uh, follow through and does a quick tumble and then a uh, somersault and then. Summer, and then that backward, was the best part. Backward backwards. Tumbles. Backward backwards somersault. Somersault pops up at the end with his hands in the air. That was the best part for me. And just I, says, I'm, safe. I don't laugh at people falling, but when he was safe. like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'm laughing at you. Uh, heavy people falling down is one of the gr- most <laughs> comedic. Like classic things in America. Have you seen and it? Uh, did it go viral on the Ledgestone pages? I'll send it to you. It's a treat. Yeah. Um, imagine yeah. like a tuba playing. Like, <laughs> like that. imagine that happening while you watch it. It's yeah. Benny Hill. Yeah, yeah, Benny exactly. Hill. <laughs> Don't miss it. Check it out. Okay. Uh, Sean, do you have a local yes, route? Yes, sir. Absolutely, I do. My wonderful wife, Sheila Callahan, and Amy Laskowski last weekend put on the Fifth year of Feather Frenzy. And it was 
time and time again, uh, it is so awesome to see women supporting women. Uh, every year it gets a little bit better, and every year they kick dudes out from behind those tables, and they just take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And watching uh, Sheila do all of the uh, player meetings and her being on the mic and Amy owning everything, it was just really, it's it's empowering for women, but it's also empowering for everybody. It's yeah. just awesome to see people killing it. And yeah. they truly did. And it was just, uh, it was awesome. I'm just so stoked for them, so proud of them. And all the women came out and had such a great time. Uh, so... Heard nothing but good things. They yep. killed it. They absolutely killed it. Oh, and uh, shout out to Michelli. Where's Michelli at? She won the uh, FA1 playoff after two holes. It was Michelle. incredible. Uh, and then she turned around and took third place at Ledgestone. Yeah. By so any chance. She's killing it. By any chance, did you happen to hit an ace at Ledgestone? Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. Do you, Paul, can you get off the stage for a minute? Michelle? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Feather yeah. Frenzy, Sheila, Amy, all the birdie babes. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing awesome stuff. It was great to come into the shop and hang out and like everything was so under control. We were just kind of... We got to kick back. It was yeah. nice. I was just chilling in the shop. So good. Just so proud of them. I need yeah. to attend more of those events and just learn. Every Disc Golf Chicago event is a panic up until the last moment. We're working on it. All good events are. Alex, all good events are. Paul, do you have a local rail shout out? Yeah, I actually do. Um, I was teeing off behind Gavin Rathbun at the Ledgestone uh, just a couple days ago. And I've never heard, like the Illinois fans, for their disc golf people, I don't know where Gavin's from in Illinois, but he's from here. It was insanely loud. One of the loudest cheers I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So you guys are just cheering on your local players, which is incredible. So that's my awesome. that's my shout out. We, we do that's like great. our local... Pros. Yeah. 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 Oswego. Yeah. Hashtag just a kid from Oswego. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a kid from Oswego. He'll be here today, by the way. Did you know that? I did not. Not in this room, but he'll be at the expo mm-hmm. um, for the pro meet and greet. And I think he's coming to the uh, disc golf trivia tonight, by the way, in case you guys don't know about that. <clears throat> oh, we're still doing that? <clears throat> just kidding. I'm totally prepared. <laughs> uh, yeah. In case you don't know, Jason is hosting uh, Disc Golf Trivia tonight at Woodlawn Tap, 9 o'clock. Beat the pros is the idea. So you're going to want to try to beat Gavin, Dan Schlitter, Zoe Endike, Dustin Keegan. Uh, my man, uh, Dustin Leatherman, has been talking a lot of game about uh, Disc Golf Trivia. Oh, he's got that yeah. smirk. Look at him. Right. He's so, confident. I need some of you guys to show up and remind him this is our town. That's right. (laughs) All right. uh, For my local route shout out, I'm going to shout out Louise McCurry. Never heard of her? No. It's because she's quietly behind the scenes doing amazing things all the time out here. Louise is the president of the Jackson Park Advisory Council. She's the reason why why we have permits for this event. She's the reason why all of this is happening. I have not worked with an advisory council before, a park advisory council, and from what I've been told by people in the parks district, that Jackson Park Advisory Council is the most powerful in the city by a long shot because Louise is a firecracker. She just gets stuff done. So Louise is like 70 or older, and she's been coming out every Saturday to the park cleanups. She's out there with saws, chopping stuff. She got some like wood in her eye the other day and like had to go to the emergency room and was back a couple days later doing it again. Uh, and in addition to doing these park cleanup things, like as soon as we wrap up 
She goes on to do more things for the park. She goes over to the Japanese gardens and leads tours. She cares so intensely about this community. And she disc golfed when she was a, like young, like as a teenager. So the idea that we might be able to bring disc golf to Chicago, she got really excited and just threw all her weight behind it. And from like day one, she was telling me whether we get it in this park or some other park in the area, we're going to make this happen. And that's been like my guiding light through all this. So yeah. wow. uh, Louise McCurry, shout out. Give it She's up. She's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we oh. are on a time budget, so we're going to keep this moving. <laughs> time budget. We're on a time budget, baby. Time is money, money. baby. <laughs> it's time to say a couple nice things about our sponsors. Namely, well, we have, we're actually, usually we shout out one sponsor at this part, but we have a few. First, I want to shout out AO the Mortgage Pro. AO! AO! I am pulling up the spot Whoa. that Andy wrote for us. Uh, usually I just freestyle these. Uh, and he got tired of you blowing it every time you do it. So he's like, dude, just Honestly, read this. I feel like script. we've been crushing these promos. You've been crushing them. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's not going to be awkward at all because he's not in the crowd yeah, staring at us while we like, do this. So. Watching you. you blow it. Watch. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Andy O'Day, AO the Mortgage Pro. AO, he is our favorite disc golfing mortgage broker, and he is your go-to contact for any mortgage questions. If you want to buy a home now, next month, or even next year, give him a shout-out, and he'll walk you through the entire process so you know what steps to take, and he'll get you pre-approved in minutes. If you already own a home, hit him up for your annual mortgage review to see how you can save money, both monthly and long-term. He can even help you use the equity in your home to free up cash for renovations, paying off debt, or investing in new discs or tournaments. <laughs> he's super down to earth and loves taking care of the disc golf community. Just ask the many people you have worked with, he's worked with already. You can find him on the course or on social media at AO the Mortgage Pro. Mention Unstable Discourse to get a free travel basket after closing. Ooh, oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Uh, let's also say thank you to Fulton Grace Realty. They are a diamond sponsor of this expo. They have done, uh, you know, financially they've done a lot. And this guy right here, Kyle Aldrich, is the agent who matched Fulton Grace's donation. So they donated wow. a big chunk, and then he personally went out of his pocket and matched that. And he's starting a new putting uh, league and park cleanups on the north side. So if you want to, if you live here in the city on the north side and you want to start finding just more activities to do, he's starting to organize those things in Labal Woods. And there's, there's basically two areas up there. He's going to have a booth today at the expo so you can come see him. He just also really cares about this community. He's been coming out to our park cleanup days, really behind this project. Uh, so if you are, you know, in the market for a new home, you can talk to Kyle and he'll get you hooked up. Delwood Disc Golf, that's Sean Callahan hey. and Sheila Callahan. You guys know everything Delwood's been doing, but just so you know what they're doing for us right now, they bought us nine new baskets for this event. They uh, also, some of those baskets didn't actually get delivered to us in time, so then he donated another nine baskets to us to use. I uh, had to take a U-Haul truck out to his house at Callahan Acres, and him and Ryan and Sheila helped load all the baskets up for mm -hmm. us. 
They have put so much time and effort into making this event really cool. And they put on the absolute best events in the area. They run the best pro shop in the area. Good I, employees there as well. They're okay. Oh, yeah. We got a few. Sundays are kind of rough. Best day. <laughs> you guys, if you don't know anything about Delwood, get on it, man. Look them up. They're doing all the best things in disc golf right now. And last but not least, Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Hey, Ryan Fancher. Hey, buddy. AKA Fanny. I think we probably have some Fanny Pack members in here. Probably do. Uh, Ryan is the editor of the show. He does 98% of the work to make this thing good. He produces all the apparel for all the, the best events out here. He does the trophies. He did this shirt that I'm wearing right here. He did the Disc Golf Chicago shirts that I see out in the crowd. I see a lot of them. He cares a lot about his work. He has an emotional connection to what he's doing, and he, he just cares a lot about this community and, and puts his heart into everything he does. Super lucky to have him, and thank you for supporting this event. And that takes us to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Do you know what the meat and potatoes of the episode is? I, I know the term, but I don't know it in your guys' <laughs> guys's meaning. That just means we're going to get to the main stuff that we're here All to right, talk about. Yeah. You... You <laughs> started from the shoebox, and now we're here. Oh, look at him! Look at him! He's so cute. Just a little baby. I was twenty-one. I think I was twenty-one there. Wow. Twenty-one. 20, yeah. and, uh, the 21. thing I love about this photo, Lauren told me about this. I had no idea, but if you look in the background, there's a little baby Jonathan Gomez in the background there too. Yeah. See him back there. This is one of the things we love about Lauren. She just captures all these moments and like uh, these things you would not even realize how cool they were unless she was there. Looks like between the two of them, they weigh about a buck eighty. <laughs> yeah. me, me and Jonathan yeah together yeah. I was probably yeah 150 155 <laughs> yeah so we spent some time uh, already kind of talking about what that means started from the shoebox now we hear yep you've had a really long road to get to where you're at today there have been so many great interviews again about how how you are as a player and who you are as a person uh, but I, I want to keep the focus of this on the uh, the work that you're doing with your organization and with Dustin and Zach the very first thing that I want to hear you tell us about is how did you get started playing disc golf? Oh, <laughs> God. Please do not do it. I did uh, it. Well, I knew yeah. he was going to do it. Should we tell Paul that this <laughs> is an inside joke? About the podcast? Well, on. so my, my dad has actually played for when I first learned about disc golf, he had been playing for 20 or 25 years at that point. So I've known about disc golf my entire life. Uh, but I didn't actually get into it till I was about 14. Yeah, 14 was about the time I started playing it and just kind of got into local leagues and and just there were some other kids in the in the area. So I grew up in Huntington Beach, California. So mm -hmm. we we have we have leagues there every Wednesday and then uh, that's kind of how I got introduced to it. I was just kind of wanted a competitive edge. I, I had played baseball my entire life and that was just kind of another outlet for a competitive side and and luckily for me there was other kids my age and that's kind of what got me hooked is, is just kind of that, that competitive side and just, yeah, it just, it just grew from there. So I was just listening to the uh, flight diary episode where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he had a two parter with you. Yep. If you guys haven't heard that, by the way, it's Brian Earhart's podcast. Really good. Phenomenal. Second best disc golf podcast out there. Easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really good profile about who you are and like where you came from. And uh, I didn't understand until I listened to that, how big baseball was for you at that time. And there, there came a time in your, like in your journey where you had to kind of choose, am I going to go for baseball or disc golf? Yep. The thing that really like hooked me about you deciding to go for disc golf is that you said you knew that if you, you played baseball, you could have been great. You could have been even hall of fame if you wanted to, but that wouldn't have made 
a difference in the sport. And if you would have pursued disc golf, there was an opportunity to kind of change things. Yep, exactly. No, that, that was exactly my mindset. And I mean, I still love baseball. I have, literally have a glove in my car. You know, right now? Like, right now. In yeah. Chicago with you? Yep, right there. You want to um, play catch? I'm down. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was a tough decision, you know, and that's a decision I had to make when I was, you know, around 17 or 18. And that was my exact thought process is, is disc golf. I see it's got potential. But I don't see anyone that's leading that and pushing that um, into into that you know that next stage of the sport. And I just felt like with my play at that time, I I, I could do something um, and just I, I don't know. It was it was a hard decision, but but I knew it was the right one. Well, clearly, yeah, because the sport has changed. I mean, I'm not going to give you 100 percent of the credit, but I got I will give, like legitimately a big chunk of the credit for like oh yeah why the sport has changed mm-hmm. and why the the image of a disc golfer is different today than it was pre you know you becoming you i think the frisbee culture of the past was you know very substances partying not casting judgments but that's just that's just what it was well, I, just, I feel like that was the 70s you know? right yeah, yeah. i mean that's what frisbee was. just just in general yeah uh yeah. but yeah it's come a long way now you know like um i think when i think of disc golfer now i think the polo the hat the golf shorts the, the footwear instead of the tie-dye shirt the scraggly hair um cutoffs yeah, cut off. Let's not bring Slauson back into this. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have changed the sport in, in a number of ways. The way the game is played, the way uh, the athletes carry themselves, the way people look at uh, disc golfers, you have kind of achieved that thing that you set out. In my mind, you have. Do you feel like you have you know, done what you wanted to do? Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's a continual growth. Um, it is, it's definitely change like you said and i feel like i've been fortunate enough to be a part of that and help push that and i feel like there's still more steps that we need to take but with the foundation and what's going on right now that was one of the big goals in my career um and just seeing disc golf continue to spread around the world because it is such an accessible sport but it's not everywhere you know just people don't don't know about it you know and once once it gets introduced i feel like it'll take off just like it's taken off here just like it's taken off in scandinavia and, and some of those countries so um, you know, that's, that's where I feel like my platform is and I can continue to push the sport that way. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Where in your journey did you decide I should, you know, have a foundation or I should get involved with a nonprofit or I should do something to give back? I feel like you had to have been focused on just becoming really great first or where, where did you be like, okay, that's the next evolution for me? Well, I, I feel like, uh, growing up in baseball, uh, and, and little league and stuff, you know, you'd see the little league world series, you'd see these other countries with representation, you know, for baseball. So as I got into disc golf more, I realized like the world championships is mostly Americans. You know, we don't have these, you know, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and then all these other countries in Europe and stuff like that. So I think probably right around the time of that picture up there, 2012, 2013 was when uh, I really wanted to see some kind of difference in, in the diversity of, of our, our tournaments and, and disc golf in general. So that's when the idea started, but I, in my career, wasn't ready for that. I, wasn't, I, I was still young. I wasn't ready to handle that. And now I'm, I'm 31 now, so you know this feels like the right time to where I, I still have a, about a decade worth of playing, but I still have time to 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 do this stuff you know on the on the outside with the help of someone like dustin and zach and oh there's mp60 mp65 (laughs) mp75 come on you got yeah we'll Well, see you at the unstable open 52 (laughs) yeah exactly so (laughs) please so uh yeah i mean 
I'm sure I'll still be playing. I don't know if I want to be competitive at that point, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll have a lot of other fun projects to to pursue and and hopefully use my name for. What other areas of the world are uh, other than obviously Chicago is you're most excited about? Clearly, but uh, what other areas of the world have you seen that you are really excited about? You know, bringing disc golf to probably Africa. Um, I know there's a couple of courses in Africa in certain places, but I, I've been to I've been to Europe. Yeah, I want to get Dustin up here because he's getting. Uh, He's getting emails left and right from from these countries, and and if you could just share some, Dustin, yeah, grab that mic. D- yeah, get up here. Also, if you could let me know, how do you get an email from a country? <laughs> well, that's an wait exciting before story as before well. we before I turn it over to you, Dustin. I we have I have a lot of questions. For yeah, you. yeah. Oh, I lost my question now. When when you decided that you wanted to start a foundation, like what was that process like? Did you go like I want to start a foundation now? I'm going to go find someone to run it, or like how did that go? Dustin's actually my manager as well. So he, we just kind of were talking back and forth and, and we both kind of just were sharing our backgrounds and what, what our passions were. And that was one where we, we, we really aligned. It, was, it kind of just started from there. You know, I, I shared my story about how, how I've had this thought, and this vision to do this. And he kind of said, I have the same idea. I think I can make this happen. <laughs> and uh, I overloaded him with a lot of this stuff, but uh, <laughs> he got it done. And here we are. I mean, I think this was a 2022 thing we were going to announce was the foundation, correct? Wow. And here we are in 2021 with one project in the ground already. Hell yeah. Nice. All right. Dustin Leatherman, by the way, guys, is the executive director of the Paul Macbeth Foundation. He's been our main point of contact for the Chicago uh, Disc Golf Expo and for this whole ongoing project. Uh, I'd like to have Dustin come up. Will you bring a chair up here and just pop a squat next to Paul? So first, I have a bunch of questions. Does anybody have a burning question that they want to get out before I just like steamroll? Go nuts. All right. When you first decided, okay, we're going to start a foundation, and here's the focus. First off, what's the focus of the foundation for people who don't know? Yeah, good question. Uh, The focus of the foundation is getting disc golf in underserved areas. So we wanted to focus on places that – that good? Yep. All right. Yeah, we wanted to focus on places that – just don't have disc golf at all, have no access to it, but also have other needs in their communities um, where we can, where disc golf can fill something else, like provide recreation, provide something for youth to do, those types of things. So that's our, that's our main focus. You must have gotten, from the moment you made that announcement of like, hey, we're a foundation now, we're going to start doing things, you must have gotten swarmed with emails from around the world of like, please, please put a course <laughs> please, by sir. me. Please, sir. <laughs> How did you start to sort through those requests? Like, how do you decide like that's one we're going to go after or this one's at the top of the list? Like, how are you looking at those? Yeah, good question. So we, I think the first night that we announced, we had several hundred emails come in. Oh my God. Um, Get out of my inbox. So my first, (laughs) yeah, my first step was telling Paul, we need to hire Zach so um, he can sort through the emails for me. And, uh, but yeah, we, um, yeah, we just worked through them. And I mean, there's some that are like, Hey, we don't have a course for like, 10 miles so we oh need no to, we need to get <laughs> yeah. our course you in poor the ground. soul so yeah so we have a number of factors that we go through like you know we want to make sure there's no disc golf around there we wanted to find places that have people that could drive it like that's what stood out with you guys there's a group mm-hmm. of people that are dedicated doing things um we didn't want it to be just one person like hey i think i could get a disc golf course here but somebody that had some traction uh are key things for us and uh, so, like some of the reasons we went, to, we went to Mexico because, um, you know, it's Paul's heritage, and he wanted to connect there. Um, mm-hmm. So that was our first decision. And then, like Guatemala, they only have one 
12 hole course that's not that's private in the country in the whole country Ooh, so this will be the first public 18 hole course in the entire country same with columbia uh there was a group there that was literally like taking baskets out every week and like playing you know temp courses and no courses in the country so we're gonna put two nine hole courses in columbia medellin hell yeah awesome it's um, amazing so yeah, so we're excited about that. And yeah, we have some really cool projects we're considering right now for 2022, but I don't want to say that just in case they're listening and then they get really excited and we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this okay. the Chicago project stood out, but again, because you guys are like, you know, there's a great crew. You guys had a lot of, you know, traction, even if it wasn't like we can do this. It was like, hey, we want to jump in and help support this and move it along and do what we can, mm-hmm. um, mainly adding Paul's name and some resources to make it happen. Um, I mean, just in case you guys don't know how we got hooked up with these guys out of the gate. Um, yeah, we were working. Alex slid right into his DMs. No, <laughs> I actually slid into Dylan Cease's DMs the other day, though. It was kind of, I was like, yo, what's up? I'm in your DMs. <laughs> I was like, you up? Uh, but no, um, actually I had talked to Tommy, uh, Ingalls of Hyde Park disc golf a while ago about, uh, collaborating and trying to bring disc golf to the city. And he was doing a lot of like grassroots boots on the ground work. And he got to a point where he wanted to connect with a course designer. So I was like Dana Vici of disc golf park. I connected them. The next thing I knew there was an email in my inbox that I was CC'd on that was like, uh, hey, Dustin, this is Alex of Disc Golf Chicago. So Matt Swing, and I don't know if you know Matt. He's a member of Disc Golf Chicago. He just sent an email to, uh, to you know, through their website, I think, uh, maybe the second day after your announcement that you were an organization. And all of a sudden, like, this project went from, like, you know, we're just kind of talking about what can be done to, like, well, we're in touch with, uh, you know, the Paul McBeth Foundation now. Whoa, the scope of this thing just changed, and things, like, the ball started rolling really fast. Hmm. Um, and it's just a kind of a testament to how quickly you guys have been able to help us organize things and connect us with, you know, our other partners, um, kind of help guide us through this process. And this project is very different to your other ones. Like I'm sure the red tape in Guatemala and Colombia, like, you know, working with their parks people and like the, just like the political and red tape stuff you got to go through. It's probably a lot less than it is with Chicago. I would imagine. Yeah, I would say, yeah, for sure. That's that's like probably the biggest sticking point for bringing disc golf to major cities is like land is hard to come by. Everybody wants a piece of it. Disc golf traditionally hasn't really generated much revenue, though I think that's changing. So, you know, it was hard to for disc golf to have a leg to stand on. Now I think we do. Now the, the big battle is just going through the red tape and like battling the politics and making sure the community is very vocal about how much they want it. So I feel like we're on a really good path. The time frame that we had for, you know, making this a success of like getting that permanent course it's still a little unclear, but I think the time frame that we had in mind has moved up significantly because things are just moving fast and we're, sh- you know, we're showing good results. Um, so that's really exciting. Thank you guys for that. That's, yeah. We can't thank you enough. Yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. for letting us be a part of it, too. Yeah. It's amazing. So far. You're welcome. This goes to show <laughs> how. Just really goes to show how serious you guys are taking it. That's really cool to see, and I think that the the ripple effect of that is going to be exponential. I can't imagine the the mountain you guys are looking at when you're going into, you know, thinking of Guatemala and Mexico. I mean, you know, we have a pro shop at the canyons in Delwood Park, and there's people that are down the street from the number eight course in the world, according to UDISC, and there's countries like Guatemala where there's literally zero disc golf. Like, right. 
that is yeah. a mountain's worth of work, and it is outstanding to see you guys. Well, go, comparatively, yeah, too, we're going to climb that. We talk to people in the community that live six blocks away from Delwood, yeah. and still don't know what disc golf is. Yeah, like they literally walk through the park and probably walk through people's lines as they're trying to throw. And don't they know do. what it is. Why are you throwing so, at those bird cages? Yeah. So, like, you know, the work that you guys are doing to to introduce that to the entire world is like astronomical to me. So, yeah. hats off, absolutely. Yes. The logistics of the work you guys are doing. <clears throat> Let's talk about just last night, right? Ledstone, walk us through you guys getting here last night. His story is a lot crazier than mine. I I was in the middle of my round. They canceled. You know, they well they suspended us for. 30 minutes due to lightning strike. That was about just after four o'clock. And then we just sat around until about seven, seven thirty, And then they officially canceled it. So I went home. Actually, I, wa- I watched the White Sox beat the Cubs. So I did watch that. I went and watched, I, I watched Dylan pitch. So that, that was pretty cool. And then uh, once he was out of the game, I went back, showered, and then headed up here. About just over two two hour drive, got here about midnight, and um, yeah, so it was a lot of sitting around for me. Dustin was behind the scenes, so yeah, Dustin, I know you had a little <laughs> bit more stuff on your plate. So when we were getting ready last night, you're you're messaging us. Things are happening with the weather. We're not quite sure what time we're going to get into Chicago. Talk me through the weather delays to the moment where you actually were able to fall asleep last night. All right, so yeah, so Zach and I. Uh, Ledgestone Insurance Open is a huge sponsor of the Palm Beach Foundation also. They're taking on our Columbia project. So in exchange, Zach and I came and offered our services to be on staff. So we were on staff all week, um, hanging out there. And yeah, yesterday, everything was going great. We're like, hey, we can get to Chicago, like 10, 11 o'clock. And then the weather delay happened. And yeah, it was not (laughs) great. And they deliberated for a long time. At one point, it was like, is Paul going to have to go back and play on Monday, which would have been really bad. Yeah, there was Um, a very real chance as of last night that this wasn't going to happen. I didn't even think about that. I was going to drop out, if we're being honest. Really? Yeah, I would have came here over that. We we were like, let's just tell him to drop out, dude. Wow. 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 So, yeah. yeah. But at the end of all that, we, we left at like maybe 10, got to Eric's house at 10, 12.45, got up this morning, came here. Uh, they got in last night super late, uh, stayed at Eric Savoie's house. Um, he and I were both up super late working on the expo stuff. And, uh, you know, you show up in a, a place you've never been, you crash, you go to sleep, you get up in the morning, you know, first thing to head to breakfast to a place you haven't been before from meeting to like come to the podcast at a place you've never been before. Like your days are so strictly sort of regimented. Meanwhile, through all this stuff, you're getting emails from all these different partners, sponsors, you know, course projects, texts, emails, countries, countries. <laughs> right. It's a lot to manage. Uh, and actually the last episode we did was called get out of my inbox and get into my car, which was a lot about all the messages that you have to respond to as an event organizer. And that's why when you were telling me last night, like, yeah, we're going to get in one in the morning, whatever. And I was like, dude, how do you guys do this? This is one time. And you, how many times a year are you doing this kind of weekend? Uh, well, yeah, hard to say. I mean, Paul's traveling all the time. He's got the rough schedule. I don't travel as much. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're doing traveling with – we were both in La Paz for a week, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we're planning a trip right now where we're going to go to both Colombia and Guatemala to hit both of them in one shot. So, fair amount of travel. But it's, a, it's just so much logistics. Yeah. If you haven't had to jump juggle all those details before while having you know sort of high stakes on the line it's a lot of pressure man it's hard to juggle all that and then be able to get on the course and play yeah you know 
Yeah. It's a completely a mental game and like to be able to deliver while all that stuff is on the back burner. Yeah. I mean, just like, like today, I, I, I know I gave you guys, a, I got to leave by four 30 cause I got a seven and a half hour drive after this. You know, I got to go pick mm-hmm. up my RV and then uh, head to Kentucky. So seven and a half hours, if it all goes well, if all goes well <laughs> yeah, get there. Uh, on that point, actually. So the expo after this, by the way, just so you guys all know, it starts at three o'clock. It's going to yeah. go till seven. Uh, Paul's going to be leaving at four 30. At four o'clock is a pro meet and greet. So you'll be able to meet Paul for a moment. Uh, and then there's a few other pros there. Zoe Andike, Dustin Keegan. I'll be there. Alex will be there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. No big deal. Jason will be there. Will you be yeah. there? You'll be there, right? I'll be there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's. A box full of gold Sharpies in the van just in case. <laughs> I was afraid of what you were going to say about yeah. the Sharpies. <clears throat> Do you guys have anything else that you are, you know, really dying to get to? I know we have a couple other segments I want to get through, but no, I I'm fascinated by what yeah. you guys go through and what you do. I'm, so I'm, I'm a listener is, right now as well. This is yeah, okay. if there's is is more that you guys want to emphasize, like please do that. Anything you want to ask us? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Sorry, no. <laughs> okay, cool. I guess cool. yeah. Where where'd you get your podcast name from? Ooh, that's a cool story. Oh, it is pretty unremarkable. But I run Unstable Disc Golf Gear, and so our podcast, once we thought of a podcast, was going to be Unstable conversation because we couldn't think of anything else at the moment and then i was looking up online some thesaurus or whatever and the word discourse came up and i was like hey alex wait we'd already recorded the intro to the oh absolutely the already recorded so an eight on intro. spotify if you i think you took the trailer down i absolutely did because yeah, it's awful we, we did not sound good <laughs> no uh, but if you listened to that first episode it was welcome to unstable conversation yeah and then we, afterwards we were never into that one but i said hey let's do unstable discourse and then realized that it had the words disc and course after i suggested it because i'm an idiot but once we figured that out it was that was pretty perfect i remember so. when you sent me that message and i was like is it too late to change the first episode yeah, and you were like, we can't change that, but we can just change it moving forward. Yeah, we can do it. So I was kind of thinking you were going to go back and like re-edit the first one and just no, change it. No, yeah. but we yeah. did it. So yeah, I, I like unstable. I, I know uh, Zach thought it was understable, so he could not find the podcast for us. So. I do. Oh, you, <laughs> we are a little understable too. Yeah, please leave. Yeah, see uh, yourself out, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I get that a lot. Specifically, didn't want to use that word because uh, yeah. it's used so much, but. Yeah, definitely. Makes People sense. figure it out. Yeah. Well, you got seven and a half hours, Paul. You can listen to. Yeah, good I, chunk I, I of the drive. episode. I got, you got at least three or four oh, episodes. We'll hold it. you yeah. to it. We'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll send you a test in a couple days. Yeah. yeah. You can see what we normally talk about because we have cleaned up. That's just what I a heard for you. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I think that's why I'm sweating so much is I'm yeah. holding so much inside of me. That yeah. Just had a lot of. <laughs> I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. I just came to the podcast and you guys are hiding some stuff. Yeah. Well. We, we know you've got, you've changed the image of disc golfers. <laughs> Let's not rock that boat. Um, but yeah. When, you, when you, you open Pandora's box over here. Yeah. Yeah. You can never close that box. So. Real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Paul, do you believe in aliens? No, don't. Is that what the podcast no. is? But Jason will ask you any insane question at any point yeah. in any episode. So yeah. Do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in aliens? Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear this. What, what, I guess you're talking about space aliens and stuff? No, we're talking about immigrants. Like, yeah, immigrants. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes. I don't know. Creatures I guess, that I guess, aren't I guess, on our planet. <laughs> do you believe that they exist? I guess I'm open-minded about it. I don't have a, a true answer to that. You know, okay. I guess big. it's a belief. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, man. You, you guys are. <laughs> come on. Come on. 
I want to know the man behind the image. I guess that's hard. I mean, because it's 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 like I've I I feel like I've woken up and seen one before, but it's like was it a dream or was it not? So mm. it's like I don't know if I believe in it yet. Okay. Yeah. I think subconsciously you believe. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You should just say that you believe, by the way, because if you say you don't, that's when they come for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> that's true. One of the bathroom for you when you go. Yeah, I, hey, I, we exist, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm one of those people that if I I have to see it to believe it, you know, I have to like I kind of. That's fair. All right, fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that was all I had. Okay. All right. Good night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you do you watch uh, NFL? Like, do you watch pro football at all? Yeah. 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 Okay. Big so sports. I'm gonna put you on the spot in front of everybody and ask if you will join our fantasy football league this year. I, I will not. No, I don't. I don't play fantasy sports. I don't think you have time for it. I know you have a uh, strict workout regimen. It, it would just, foundation. It, just, it, it wouldn't be fun. I just like auto whatever pick every week. I thought you were going to say it wouldn't be fun because you were going to wipe the floor with us. Uh, I'm glad you no, went a different direction. Right. No, I, de- I, de- I definitely follow sports though. Uh, I think that's kind of a wrap on the meat and potatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, we're on a time budget, so we have a few more <laughs> things we want to get to. The rub. I wish. Ooh. I wish I had the music to play for you guys, but. The rub? I can, like... Bum, no, bum, you, bum, no, bum, you can't. Bum, nope. bum, no, 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 no. No, you can't. Right. Nope. The rub is a different kind of segment, Paul. It's where it's sponsored by uh, our massage partner, Luxor Escape. And this whole segment is about bringing your energy down and de-stressing and relaxing. So I wanted to ask you, what, what do you like to do when you're stressed out? What helps you unwind and just feel heady? because <laughs> we can feel your tension just went up to about a 12 <laughs> oh, with that so how do you de-stress in this moment <laughs> oh in this moment man it, uh, it's tough being in front of all of these people yeah. we know you're not used to that yeah. well i guess i guess a lot of my a lot of my hobbies and what i like to do is watching sports so it's not really a, a de-stressor but I think the my my favorite thing is watching like like UFC and mixed martial arts. So I think because I I like the I like the you martial arts side. Yeah, I like the martial arts. Punch side. each yeah. other. Yeah, but I like I like the martial arts side, which is kind of the. Do you practice martial arts? I don't. I I don't. My 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 younger my youngest brother does, so I I would spar with him a little bit. But that that's that's about as far as it goes right now. Nothing professional side. Let's say you're in the middle of a round. And things are things are not. Take him yeah. seriously. Ryan yeah, hates yeah. this. <laughs> Ryan absolutely hates this. Your things are not going well. You're you're not where you want to be score wise, but there's still time to recover. What does your inner dialogue sound like? What are you saying to get yourself back in the right headspace? <laughs> That's not a non-stressful situation though. Um, to get myself in that relaxed state of mind. Um, yeah, that's tough. Would it help you? de-stress if we moved on from this segment a little bit yeah a little bit a little bit that's fine that's fine well, and that was the rub that that is a wrap on the rub yeah, please thank you <laughs> oh, brought to you by luxor escape by the way luxor escape is uh, run by alex nieves of circle one she is a professional massage therapist she does really good work and her business is uh is meant to help people uh, de-stress, uh, take care of their physical and mental health, feel better, and be able to enjoy their lives more. So they operate out of Tinley Park. If you haven't uh, checked them out, check them out. Uh, she will really take care of you. Treat yourself. That was really uncomffortable. So, right? Thank, yeah, you. That's, that's, thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah. That what segment has to be the most secretly meant to be. Yeah. Like if, if he was across the table, it might have been a little better. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that segment has just evolved into the weirdest direction. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. But since since Ryan hates it, I have to keep doing it. No. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not apologizing to you. I'm apologizing yeah. to. The other Alex. The other Alex. Oh, Alex. For how awkward Alex. you have made this. I yeah. think she's going to love it. Uh, She'll listen. laugh. She'll like it. She'll, She'll also, like it. Uh, when you hear it back on the edited version, there's like a nice like trance, like uh, ambient Am- yeah. like soundscape. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it really takes it to another level. So when you can find the time, check that out. Oh, uh, really? Right, There'll be music behind thing. you being super awkward. About yeah. What's <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have 29 <laughs> minutes left, and I wanted to spend a good chunk of time in the mailbag, so maybe the audience can help us get into Ooh, the mailbag. Yeah. Okay. You all know what to do. You know what we do. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Let me get Paul. You got to say mail time. Oh, perfect. Well done, Paul. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Blue's Clues? you never Nothing seen Blue's Clues? I think that was after me. Yeah. No, no it was I'm not. older than you. You're good at other That's things. Right. How old were you when you were watching it? <laughs> Dude, I'm... Well, when did I stop watching Blue's Clues? Did Jason people, did people stop in, watching in Blue's college, Clues? college, yeah. so... Yeah. I have it on DVD. I watched it this morning. I bet. It's in the right mood. I don't send DVDs yeah. to Paul. I'll hook you up, man. Yeah, I actually never watched it. Okay, we need so a, need a helper. Mic. I need either a Sheila or a Nora to come up. Okay, Sheila. With the wireless mic. We are going to start... I have a couple. Okay. Well, I have one good one. So don't lie to me. Yep. The Des Moines Challenge coming down to the last couple of holes, and our boy Gavin Rathbun was right on your tail. Scale of one to ten, how terrified were you? Because <laughs> we could see it in your face. So, so I guess when 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 playing tournaments, I kind of know, you know, what Ricky will do, what Eagle will do, and mm-hmm. Calvin, and, and so on and so on. Gavin was so fresh that I had no clue. So it, it was kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, wild card for sure. So um, I, I knew the last couple of holes, so I was very confident. Um, but 17 definitely threw me for a loop there for mm-hmm. a second. But it was more so I wasn't worried about Gavin. It was more Calvin was, a, was on the other card. So Oh, what you uh, couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I wasn't too worried about Gavin down the stretch. I think he made a couple of mistakes early that kind of mm-hmm. took him out of it. But yeah, he's definitely definitely a wild card that I'll have to see more and, and be able to know w- what to be ready for. Cool. Yeah. Is there someone that you have seen on tour maybe that just started on tour this year or that is up and coming that is going to be center stage that you can see the skills and the mental game and everything that we may not see right away, but seeing on tour, is there someone that sticks out to you? You're saying on tour right now? Just on tour or so, will so, be on tour? So yeah. the one that sticks out to me the most is uh, this kid, Oskari, from, uh, I believe, Finland. I played with him in Kona Peace Day two or three years ago. He, he was like 15 or 16. We played a round together. I think it was the first round, and he, he's really good. He, he's actually grown. He's probably like 6'6 six, six now. He, he really, really uh, blew up, but he played. He played pretty solid the first round, and... After the round, he kind of said, "Man, that, I was so nervous, and it was it was so scary to play, but I loved it." And I was like, "Oh man, that's scary. that's that's how I felt when I was mm-hmm. his age playing and stuff." So uh, that was just kind of scary to hear that because I know he's going to <laughs> love these moments of being under pressure and being uncomfortable. 
that's one that I really look forward to seeing when he comes to the States and stuff, when, cool. when they can finally fly. But, uh, but there's so many here in the U.S. I mean, you've seen Kyle, you've seen Gavin, you've seen mm-hmm. actually Cole uh, Radolin, I think Radolin, uh, mm-hmm. just, just had a good show on this weekend, yeah, he and he's uh, very talented. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know, 20, uh, I guess Gavin's 24, but uh, you know, under 25 players right mm-hmm. now. That's a great question. Okay. So normally we do the mailbag via social media and you send your questions in advance. We're doing it differently today. You guys are going to be able to answer your, or ask your questions live. So all we need you to do is raise your hand and Sheila will bring the microphone over to you and you can ask your questions. You can go ahead and just uh, throw them but, up now. But here's the thing. Since we couldn't get a definitive answer out of politician Macbeth over here. <laughs> politician. Uh, way, to, way to stand right on the fence, by the way. I want to know if you guys believe if aliens exist and then what your question is for Paul as well, please. Because I need some definitive answers from people. Okay, today. so start by do you believe start, in aliens, yes. yes or no? Yeah, so raise your hand if you have a question. We'll call you out. We got a question right back there. There okay. we go. Do aliens exist? And what's your question for Paul? Yeah, I'm uh, Greg Assad. Yes to both aliens and ghosts. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yes. Smart man. And uh, my question is, with the way that uh, Ledgestone ended, is there a, an alternative way that you would like to see come in in dealing with weather delays? Great question. Uh, as in how it got canceled, you're saying? Yeah. yeah, with the cancellation of the final round. And is there like maybe some steps you think that the event should have taken or that you'd like to see them take in the future? Yeah, I think I think there's two ways to go about that. I think how it ended, you know, it's kind of, it's not, not that exciting for the fans and, and the players, you know, coming and finishing in a tie. So I think there is the possibility of a Monday playoff or something like that. But the issue is when we have back-to-back events like this, it's a little bit difficult to have a Monday playoff when half the field is already, most of the field's already in Kentucky right now. So I'm not against it going into Monday and stuff like that, or if they are going to cancel it and there is maybe an hour or so break to where they're like, all right, we're going to have to do a playoff between these two. I think it is a possibility, but I don't think there is a right answer to that, you know, and I don't think there ever will be. I think it'll be situational for sure. Great question. question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next question up here. Name, do aliens exist? Question for Paul. Hey. uh, Well, we need your your first name first. I'm Kyle. Try again. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Devine. (laughs) I go by Keel in the disc golf world, though. Aliens, I think they exist, exist and I think they are among us. There you but go. ghosts, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, uh, when you're in a tournament and there's these long waits in between, in between like holes sometimes, and there's this big uh, holdups, um, maybe half hour, I don't know, longer than that even, um, how do you stay warm, like both mentally and physically, or what do you do during that time? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good question. It's some of these weights, especially at the Ledgestone at Northwood Black, were substantial. I mean, I think there was three holes where there was at least a thirty minute wait. It it is hard, and I think, in my own personal opinion, I think with the COVID and stuff, when we had such few tournaments, I kind of gotten out of that rhythm and and understanding that. So I think that's a big struggle for myself that I need to relearn that and just basically have patience um, because I just want to go out there and play. Uh, so that's something that's really difficult. But uh, as far as staying warm, I just think continue to move, uh, walk around. You know, you, you kind of you are going to get cold. You're going to you know, it, it's going to happen. But I think just continuing to move and just kind of walk around and, and walk up the fairway, walk back, because with these backups, you can't go up with the card and then come back. So uh, I think that's a that's a really good, really good thing to do, you know, in these 30 plus minute backups. All right. Thank you. Yep. In those 30 minutes, you could probably play a segment from our podcast. Probably the rub section mm, would right. really wind you down. That will help you relax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the rub. <laughs> My name's John. 
I believe in aliens, and I'm going to say ghosts just because we're in an old building in Chicago, so you never know. Right. Um, My question's regarding the growth and exposure of the sport. Um, Understanding COVID actually helped pivot the exposure of disc golf. What can everyday disc golfers do to contribute to not just exposure within the U.S., but internationally? That's a good one. Um, Damn. Yeah, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. No, I, I mean, I think the easiest way is to continue to share these these videos and these posts from all these other countries. You know, like we had our first project in Mexico. You know, we put out some videos of the trip um, and just kind of just creating awareness. And I think social media is the biggest aspect right now to where we can connect with other countries and other individuals um, and just kind of comp- continue to to share disc golf and get it in front of people. You know, that's, that's what's kind of driving this right now is, is the exposure of disc golf is with COVID, you know, people needed to find a thing to get get outside, you know, because everyone was, was kind of stuck inside with with the pandemic. So uh, disc golf kind of took off with that. And I think we just kind of need to keep keep riding that momentum, you know, post COVID and just kind of continue to to share it and just get out and play and introduce it to people. Uh, but again, I think social media is where where we're going to have the biggest uh, growth and uh, be able to share it. I, we could probably all chime in on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to echo what you said about social media. I mean, every time you share some content that somebody's, you know, if, if it's telling a good story, if it's making disc golf look good, share it. Like everybody in this room has friends on social media that don't disc golf or have any real awareness of it. So the more we can keep that stuff in front of those non-disc golfers, the more people get intrigued. Um, you know, that's a, that's a way to, to help internationally. And then, here locally, there's always cleanup days. I mean, we've seen now with Hyde Park Disc Golf and you know a few other people just bringing a basket out to your park, even if there's no course there, just go out there, putt, and you know don't be shy to invite somebody to give it a try. You know, there you will always see people looking at it like, what are you doing? What are you playing with? Um, and if you see that curiosity on someone's face, just be like, I see you looking. Do you want to know what this is? Like. Right. Come over here and give it a try. And yeah. all-encompassing, get involved. You know, uh, Being a disc golfer isn't always to be throwing discs. You cannot be playing this game and still be a disc golfer. I think that that's the thing that mm-hmm. most disc golfers forget is that you're still a disc golfer when your bag is at home by the door or it's in the trunk. You're still a disc golfer every time you're talking about it and representing it. So just being a positive representation of who we are and what we do as a culture and as a community and a sport, just remembering that every time you have an opportunity to speak about it and, and, and to educate most importantly, what it, what it means and and what we're trying to do here. Yeah. I was just going to add that being a representative of the sport and an ambassador for the sport, whenever you are out on the course practicing or cleaning up or playing in a tournament or whatever it is, there's always going to be eyes that are going to see what's happening and realizing that you are part of the growth of the sport just by being out there and being an ambassador for the sport. Uh, that candy wrapper that fell on the ground that, that you pick up and put away might be the trigger that someone sees that says, these guys are cool. That small stuff is, it really makes a big difference. So uh, I guess that goes more for life in general, but especially our sport. Yeah, I do. I do want to add one more thing too, because I think where disc golf is too, is, is we actually have fans you know, in the sport to where they're fans that, that don't play disc golf, you know, just like there's so many people that are fans of the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Fans of like the NFL, the MLB and stuff like that, that, that just love watching, you know, they don't actually play themselves, but they're, you know, they're fans of those sports. And I think that's where disc golf is right now is, is with the social media and stuff, you know, you simply share it. 
we can we can have a fan of the sport you know that might not ever play but just love watching it and that that viewership is is huge so many people have uh messaged me that don't disc golf and don't really watch but have seen like the james conrad shot and been like dude did you see this this is awesome and like that's such a great moment somebody who doesn't Can play doesn't him? care but <laughs> yeah turn it off turn it off i already got it i'll cut it out i got it uh-huh. yeah whoa my bad <laughs> Uh, it's, it's okay. I, I shared the video as well. <laughs> you shared the video too? Yeah. Good man. Good man. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Just be aware that like everything that we're doing is uh, you're an ambassador whether you want to be or not. Just try to be the, the a good ambassador. Try to be one that doesn't make people think of us as what disc golf was 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I built my entire brand on being the guy I wish I would have had in 2009. Instead of you know, going up to a, a, a Innova rack and a gas station and going, oh, I'm going to get a groove because that one's cool. Right, guys? I mean, really? I literally built an entire brand in Pro Shop on this concept of just going, be the guy or person that you wish you would have had the first time you touched a disc when you didn't know anything. That's awesome. And take that into everything that you do in disc golf. I, I do want to point out that you talk about James is more comfortable than the rub. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Yes. <laughs> Again, so if you're just being hilarious or if that's real. That's no, real. it's real. That's real. It's very real. Oh, oh man. I, what a faux pas. I just didn't even. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Anybody else got a question? I saw some. Yeah, we, yeah, ooh, yeah, we got yeah. more. Hi, I'm Andy. Um, I don't not believe in aliens. So. <laughs> oh, oh. That's fair. Close uh, enough. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, I'm just kind of wondering if you building courses in underrepresented areas that's that's a huge first step do you have any suggestions for follow-up local level sustaining like diversity growth in the sport yeah I, I believe that's kind of what what we're really looking for is finding finding a group there that can keep disc golf sustainable in, in la paz we definitely installed the course where there were people that were going to run it maintain it and just take care of it and that's kind of here in chicago you know with everyone and all the clubs that are here that once disc golf is here in the city they're going to they're going to be there. They're going to be maintaining it. They're going to continue to promote disc golf. And like like Mexico, for example, that's just our first project. So I keep going back to that. Some of the people that have started playing disc golf are already planning a trip to go across the country in Mexico to play their first tournament, a PDJ sanctioned tournament in Mexico. So they are already making plans to further their disc golf career and just their life in disc golf, you know, more so than just where they are in La Paz. So that's just that's just some of the promise we, we've seen so far. Awesome. Do you include pathways for uh, increasing the number of courses and baskets and things like that w- when you're out there? Like, I know it, it was your first project, so it's not, is it just let's put a basket and sustain it and see where it goes, or this is how you do it? Hey, guys, you guys can take it from here, and do you show them how that happens? Yeah, in Mexico, we definitely showed them. We showed them how to install the baskets, design the holes, and do all that to where this first project, we put in nine holes to kind of see how it was going to go. And Dustin, when what when do we do that? March, April, May. We did it in May, and they were already contacting us that they want the back nine. They were already working oh. on designing their back nine course because we designed, I think, their their first nine holes on maybe like seven acres, and they had close to forty. Oh, so okay. we left wow. a lot just so it was a really beginner, and then that way, if they wanted to get more advanced level, they'd have the land. So they said they were already working on it. And, and I hope this winter to get back down there and help them finalize a the design on their more advanced level 
nine holes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so we committed 18 holes, but we installed nine because it was our first project. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. I time? think we have time for three more, three questions, more questions that are succinct. Yeah. I don't know what succinct means, but. Hi, I'm Rima Yokubowskas. Yes, there's aliens, and yes, there are ghosts. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. And then my big burning Coming question just getting off of watching the Olympics, the biggest stage for sports you know, in the world, basically. You have all these new sports like surfing coming in, skateboarding. Do you see the possibility of disc golf becoming an Olympic sport? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Is it definitely coming in? Yeah, so there, yeah, I did hear that there is a possibility in LA. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, I grew up in Huntington Beach. So surfing and skateboarding are huge, huge there. Um, so seeing that in the Olympics is promising. Um but I think we really need a lot of other countries represented for disc golf in order for it to be in the Olympics. Because I think if we're being honest right now, it's probably the top 10, top 20 maybe would be Americans. So that probably wouldn't look too good. Um, so hopefully, you know, with the foundation and everything that's going around the, the world that we continue to spread disc golf to where it can be a selected event in the Olympics. Because I know host countries can choose a few or host cities can choose a few sports their liking and, and la could be one of the few that chooses disc golf great question wow that would be awesome. amazing yeah be fun. but yeah sorry it has been um i guess uh the whiff diff has gotten approval in the olympics which is which is a big step apparently so to be considered right it was it was approved to be considered to become to be considered yeah. yeah so all frisbee sports yep. it's kind of wild that uh, you putting courses in other countries may help it get to that olympic stage hopefully yeah, yeah awesome definitely wow uh, while we're on the subject of skateboarding, just for one quick second, uh, in that episode of The Flight Diary, I remember that uh, you mentioned LeVon Wolf at one point told you when you were deciding between baseball or disc golf. No, uh, I had just won my first Worlds and Prodigy was going to be a, That's announced in 2013. And you were deciding if you were going to stick with Innova or go with Prodigy? Yeah, they had offered, yep. And he said... You know, you have the opportunity to be kind of the Tony Hawk of disc golf. Of Innova. Yes. Of Innova. Yes. There it is. Yeah. That just hit hard when I heard that. You know, we've talked about it on the show before. There's a lot of crossover between, you know, the culture of skateboarding and the culture of disc golf. I don't know where I was going to go with that. I just needed to say it. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I have a question. How, where do you want things to go to, for our sport at the elite level? The DGPT, what does it look like from your perspective for it to be taken more serious? And I say this from the stance of like, we have all these different communities. We have all these different TDs running things differently. So-and-so did this. We didn't like it. Everybody's up in arms. Everybody's complaining. It seems like the new thing with this golf is like tournaments happen. There's a list of 10 things people didn't like, and then we move on to the next one. How far away are we from there being, you know, that maybe it is the DGPT that is the NBA or the MLB. What are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you want professional disc golf to be portrayed? How do you want that to work? Do you like that it's different communities putting on tournaments and the DGPT comes in and, and does what they do? Or do you want it to be run by DGPT and everything is kind of more inside of a box? Well, I, I feel like it'll be similar to like the PGA. You know, they'll, they'll come to these certain uh, courses and such like that to where there will still be that community aspect to it. Uh, you know, with the volunteers and everyone that's helping out with the PGA, 
you know, they, they kind of oversee everything, host everything and have their certain way. I think that's kind of where the pro tour will be. But I think, you know, as bad as it sounds, I think in order to get the respect, it's all going to be money, you know, NFL, MLB, NBA, like, you know, they are elite athletes, but I think the big difference is, is the money that they get paid. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of in order for us to get a lot of the respect it, that that's what it's going to come down to is is the purses and how much the players are making because that's it's just advertising dollars you know yeah. i feel like businesses will make it more legitimate because i think there's a lot of other really hard sports around the world but they don't have that financial backing so so they're just not they're not viewed that way one more question she uh, like, oh okay uh, yeah mike uh make manichoot and yes aliens and definitely yes ghosts thank you uh thank you. so uh, <laughs> about a year ago i saw a disc that popped up that was the paul Macbeth prototype and that turned out to be the hades and that completely changed my my disc golf game uh can you kind of talk about like what it went like to be like a discraft endorser to getting your own disc designed what was that like yeah it, w- it was it was a really cool experience. Uh, when I was signing with Discraft, that was kind of, you know, we were, we were trying to find out how to be different, how to to make an impact, you know, more so than just signing a, a big contract. Um, it was just how to be more a part of the company and uh, being able to work with some disc design. Because when I went to school, my, my big thing, my grandfather's an architect. So I always learned AutoCAD and did all that and loved being on the computer and just designing stuff. So, so seeing how they design a disc is actually very similar. Um, so... Uh, just being able to to see the process and do all that was a lot of fun, and and I was actually able to bring a different idea to this this craft, this design. If you ever look at a Zeus or a Hades, it's not like any of their other drivers. Um, so it was just a really really fun experience, and I think it's kind of allowed other players, such as Paige and even James Conrad at MVP, to to kind of use that outlet and go into a company and and kind of just just do that. So hopefully hopefully it continues to go that way. Um, did I answer it all? All right. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I would love to get through everybody else's questions, but uh, again, the time budget calls. So that is a wrap on the mailbag, and we have one last segment here. Ooh. Mm. The pinned it moment of this episode brought to you by DiscGolfPins.com. Come on, Come Nina. On. Come on, Nina. Nina. <clears throat> Paul, this is where we talk about the your favorite part of the episode, where like that moment that just pinned it. The perfect moment is there anything standing out to you the rub still stands out to me <laughs> see i'm not gonna be able to forget yeah, that yeah, paul <laughs> likes the rub yeah. it worked it worked guys cool uh that's a beautiful answer i don't want to hear from anybody else <clears throat> the rub thank you discgolfpins.com pinned it speaking of that we've got some more on the way so stay tuned yeah oh some more unstable discourse pins correct awesome uh-huh. well, cool that is a wrap on this episode you guys thank you all for being here it was awesome this guy thank you guys thank you to these guys Uh, it's been awesome doing the show hopefully uh, we don't stop ever um, I want the, the live episode again next season. I want there to only be one live episode per season. Thanks again to Paul, Dustin, Zach. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for uh, putting all the wind in our sails uh, here in Chicago. And again, this was awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.
Listen to Unstable Discourse on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or right from buzzsprout.com. And if you have the time, leave us a rating and review. It helps the podcast get to more listeners. Unstable Discourse is a top secret studios production. I do want to point out that you talking about James is more comfortable than the rub.